0: You are listening to the Heart of Tradition Podcast. Hello, I wanted to do a very short podcast today on something that has been coming around as we go outdoors a lot and tan. I mean, I'm living here in Los Angeles or near Los Angeles. Um... And a kind of a sweet spot called Monrovia where you have a little less, you almost have like a microclimate and there's bears and deer and things that you don't find typically in LA County as, as much. And there's a nice climate here. There's a cool breeze sometimes it's not perfect. It's not like the coast, like Santa Monica. Um, but there is some interesting weather patterns that I like about this area. Um, and so, one of the things I want to talk today about is sun, sunburn, sun, and sun general tanning, etc. So, um, one thing that there's a lot of myths out there. The first myth is that tanning beds are bad for you. They're not bad for you. They actually, the studies that have concluded that tanning increases your risk of of, of skin cancer. Um, have used a very selective highlighting procedure to create that argument, meaning that when compared to sun itself, there was like a 0.00, you know, increase uh, versus a 0.08 um, normal state. I guess you could say where the sun, sun what sun can do to you. Um, and then they compare that to what the tanning bed can do to you. But what they don't tell you is that the, the, the chance of infection from the sun itself are very, very low and like 0.008. And then the chance of, um, the sunbed is 0.025 or whatever. So it's, it's like twice or, you know, twice as much of a chance per se of getting, some sort of melanoma, or you know, this skin condition that they're talking about, you know, cancer and things like that. Um, skin cancer, um, skin cancer, including melanoma, you could say, uh, as that being one of the bigger, um, more, more sensational, like in the media, uh, skin cancers. But um, and so basically, they're taking like a, a near a near non-reality and then multiplying that times two or three and going, see, this is three times worse but what they're not telling you is that your chances are so so low anyway that the whole thing is almost fictitious. So it's like they're they're playing with the numbers instead of telling you the truth about these things. So they make you sign all these forms and everything. Don't be afraid. Go go the redder you can get in there the better. And of course, you know, you want um you're not trying to burn yourself in there and of course natural Sun is also a big key player so it's not like you want to just use that but depending on where you live and what you have to do go for it because the thing is what we have to understand is that sometimes we have to lose we have to lose like even when you tan outdoors like you are stressed your body stresses from that tanning and stuff is lost to a certain degree there's actually a loss there Um, but the goal is to get you healthy over the life cycle that you're in. So sometimes you have to take some losses. Think of it more like, um, you know, when you're trimming roses or grapes or anything and how that trimming of them makes them grow back stronger. Um, you know, I used to have vines in my backyard in France. And if you don't mess with them, you don't interfere with them, then they become uh, very um, small and wrinkly. The grapes get worse over time. And so you need to kind of, you know, mess with them in order to build that back up, cutting, just like roses and everything else. Like this is part of how this like challenge response system that nature has, and we have in our body too. And so the, the, the challenge is that it can even lower your immune system function when you are tanning. And for the next day or two after, some people even have cold sores and things that come up and, you know, there's these triggers. Um, but uh, over time, you're increasing your vitamin D content throughout the body, and so it, over time, it's actually helping the body so, and helping the vitamin D levels and everything else. So you're, what you think you're losing with one thing with skin, you're actually gaining with overall health, and so there's this kind of trade-off there that we have to be careful of. Um, And be careful of not missing out on that. A lot of people are vitamin D deficient, and they wouldn't be if they were, you know, I mean, food is a huge player in all this and probably the biggest player, but this is another way we can overcome that deficiency. So um, uh, using the skin and and using tanning beds. And there's a lot of doctors that were prescribing tanning beds for this effect and even for, you know, in different parts of the world where there's less sun. And so there's a lot of knowledge about this. But we do have to try to do these things right. And uh, so there's no fear. Don't have fear there. Get in the hottest and most intense bed you can find and the one that reddens you the most. The funny thing is um, is I went to these tanning beds. I usually do stand-up beds because I think they're better. Um, and they get this all the areas of your body um, which you don't get laying down. And so I think that's interesting. Um, and, and so there's... Um, you know, some of the beds that whichever bed gives me the most effect is what I go for. And what I've learned is when I was on the East coast and then I came to California, they've lowered the possibilities out here in California. Like it takes much longer to get a proper tan in California because of the uh, regulations and legislation. And it's not just a conspiracy. I mean, there's magazines in the, the, the tanning salon itself that talk about the, the lobbying and all the things that they're trying to do to get tanning to be uh, because tanning is constantly under attack, and my belief is it's under attack because it's creating this vitamin for people, and they don't want people to have that choice. Um, that may sound too polarizing for some people, so um, so I could accept that maybe they just you know um, they're just being extra cautious. If you want to look at it that way, go ahead. But um, but they're, whatever they're doing, it's it's if you're not intelligent, you're losing this vitamin. Possibility, especially in climates that don't have as much sun and and, and everything else, but even, um, you know, we have to be able to keep up with the needs of the body, especially in ever increasing toxic environments. The more an environment has toxic toxins in it, the more we need, um, you know, the vitamin D, the extra vitamin D, the the liver, and the foods that give us a little extra. Not just we survive, but we get buildup material and and iodine you know we need more of that through milk and, and those products and the butter from the right types of butter the right types of soil these standalone tastes that don't just taste like a blank fat and and so you know this um, and through raw milk of course but so iodine we will we'll need more of that the more that there's intoxication in the environment the more in trouble we are the more we need these things not the less so we try to find how to increase them So another myth that I want to shatter here is that that peeling is bad. Now, of course, if you're just burning yourself all to death, and you know, like lobster, and you can't feel—I mean, that's going to let you know it's not good anyway, because you're going to be feeling like you know crap for three days and not even touching anything. And so that is an obvious marker that you're not doing something right. (laughs) But um, but when you go out and tan and you get red like a little lobster sometimes, but it doesn't burn, or even if it does. Um, but you're you're over time building up that tan. Now, the goal, yes, you could say it's not to burn, 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 but sometimes you do peel, and that's okay. That's what I'm saying is a lot of people won't tell you that there's a myth about peeling, that peeling is bad. You know, I've went through all sorts of different types of detoxes, including niacin B3 full flush, uh, full flush therapy, and you see the skin peel up a lot when you do these detoxes, when you do like three grams a day, as was done in the 50s on thousands and thousands of people. Um, but when you do these things right, you'll notice the skin starts peeling. It's not because you got sun. There's like skin by like your head's peeling, your eyebrow, like all these different areas are peeling. So you could say, oh, it's dry skin, it's this, that, and the other, and there can be some truth to that, you know, like whatever you're using on your head and shampoos and things like that. So, But there's also a natural flaking off as part of how the body detoxifies itself and gets rid of these things that make it from the body, into the body, even into the liver and the blood system, and then they're pushed out also through the lungs, they're pushed out also through the skin, the body has many ways to get rid of things, and so pushing this stuff out um, uh, often will have a peeling, and so the peeling is not a bad thing, people say, oh, avoid peeling at all costs, that's the worst, and it's like, no, it's not, like, it's okay to have the peeling, this is part of a detox process, now, the goal is not to burn and just completely burn yourself, because that's going to bring its own pain and its own consequences. But underneath that um, level there's a lot of play that we can use there and just keep trying to get in the Sun now yes maybe you could say I could have kept my skin much more white and perfect or whatever the color tone you're looking for um, if it's uh, you know I have friends black friends in Chicago they're like I've been here 20 years I don't I'm looking white now because of this <laughs> so you know that they may want to get you know whatever level of tan they like to get so everybody has their own needs um, and style, but but what I'm saying is, is you know, this, um, not doing it in such a vitamin D deficient world is, I find, mm-hmm. unintelligent. And there's been a lot of people who've un, undone the, the tanning bed lie that statistic that's written on them, and, and they've undone it. I think Dr. Marcola talked a lot about that and the truth about that. So we just have to sift through all this stuff and find the vitamins we need. Of course, herring and other foods, which people don't eat very often, would be like a number one source for for, for vitamin D, but cod liver oil, fermented brands and things like that. Um, well, there's only one fermented brand, but whatever. And so uh, these things are important too. Um, um, in the food supply, of course, it's going to be the best. I, mean, I, I get a lot of imported pork too because I find it has more of that in it. Whereas the pork, local pork, seems to have a different game thing going on, and they cheat so much, you never know if it's local or imported. They're always trying to play with you, but it's much harder to find the the imported stuff. And I usually go to like Russian or or Polish or um, Middle Eastern or Armenian or um, even sometimes Asian. Not for pork really, but I go there for some other things. But there's, you know, I, I found some interesting chickens there that were actually exceptionally allowed in America with their feet and head and then not soy fed and all this stuff they were coming from Canada But they were these silky chickens which were a different type of chicken But they were allowed in America because they were a Buddhist exception and it's written on there So I was like okay Buddhist exception that sounds interesting that gets us around the USDA protocols which are completely corrupt So we have to do things uh, to get ahead of this. And so anyway, don't worry about your skin in that sense. It's more resilient than that. Yes, it probably can tire your skin over time of trying to vitamin up through this process. And it probably challenges your immune system exactly when you do it. Although a few days later, your immune system is stronger. It's kind of like the sea. You go in, it it can make your skin dry out, but then it regenerates as well. And so that's what peeling is. It's a regeneration as well. So there's a regeneration and a detoxification happen at the same time. As long as we're not trying to just like burn everything, we don't need to be afraid of it. Nor do we need to be afraid of the hottest sun of the day. We need to get that sun particularly. Uh, maybe not as long as you would get you know, a sun at 5, 6 p.m., but, um, but there's a need for that exact sun too. According to the UVA and UVB balance that happens at that peak time in the summer, that straight overhead um, high noon, you know, kind of feel. There's there's a there's a better ratio of those um, or, um, uh, UV rays, and so that's been proven as well. So you need that high, and babies too. Everybody needs that m- most intense sunlight, but different levels of time. Once again, how long you need to be exposed. And no, there's not a need for sunscreens. They destroy all of the. You know, the hormones in the sunscreens and the nanoparticles, the titanium dioxide and all these nanoparticles destroy the coral reefs. There's lots of studies about that now showing that these tourist beaches, the coral reefs die off because of all the endocrine disruptors that go into the water. You know, so we should have known because it wasn't healthy for us either. It stops the absorption. It stops the creation of vitamin D while blocking, you know, it blocks the UVB, which creates the vitamin D, which protects the skin, but it allows in the UVA um, which can burn the skin, um, you know, there's a, there's a different connection there. Well, the wind, uh, hold on, let's get this straight. The, the window pane that when you're in your car, that blocks the vitamin, um, B, but the A passes through. So you can burn without the protection. So this is dangerous. And there's some people who say that it's one of the leading causes of skin cancer is not, um, and melanoma is not what we think. Um, more sun or, you know, intense sun or whatever, what they're finding out is it's sun coming through window panes is one of the key factors, according to Dr. Mercola. Uh, The sun, uh, the the lack of vitamin D in the, not only through tanning, but also through the food supply. Uh, And then the panic, you know, sown around the whole melanoma crisis where we start, you know, they start diagnosing more and more just because there's a media media frenzy around a certain term, and then people misdiagnose things, and it becomes a scare factor, and then there's way, way, way more cases, and then doctors realize that there was kind of a mistake that was made there, that they kind of walked into the media's trap too. This happens a lot in medicine, and so getting back to sober um, um, you know, statistics and what's really happening, we start to realize that, that um, these factors play a key role in skin cancer more than the sun itself. Um, so we're trying to attack, you know, the, 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 the sun, which is already kind of strange, <laughs> but, um, anyway, um, I guess we attack the sun through cholesterol already since cholesterol is basically liquid sunshine to some degree, you know, the, the yellow egg yolk. And, and so as we attack that inner sun, that food sun, it doesn't surprise me. We also attack the outer sun. So we've got everything and we're attacking the egg by the way, which is just also crazy that. The reference of protein you know on the earth basically so and the best protein you can find you know especially if it's not soy fed um, so and raised outdoors so anyway um, all of these things put together um, um, you know to help you understand um, how to get and avoid these things you don't need sunscreen uh, sunscreen does block the production of vitamin D in the skin it also blocks the a so, but then you you just you know you're not getting the benefits of the sun, <laughs> and so that's ridiculous. And then you're also harming the environment in the process. And then on top of that, you know, just wear like a light linen shirt, very thin, and straw hat, you know, and some sunglasses, and and you'll be fine. And even some long sleeved linen pants, you know, something that's just comfortable on the beach. And then roll it up, roll things up, sleeves or the bottoms or whatever, and you just play with it and. You can get yourself from not overexposing through that method, or not have to use creams or anything else. For children, you could say, well, it's harder to control them. Um, so for children, you can you can also put those same type of clothing on them, you know, and they can wear those type of hats too. There's there's types for kids, and so it can it can all be done. So anyway, hopefully that can be of help to someone, so you don't have this fear of the skin and everything else. I also recommend. Um, Using transdermal magnesium, uh, topical magnesium, uh, in a general way to help uh, uh, increase magnesium levels throughout the body because this is going to help the body to work properly. There's over 800 functions involved with magnesium, from kita- ke- um, from the metabolism, the exchange, cellular exchange, ionic transfer. You have uh, chelation of toxins, uptake, offloading of of everything from oxygen in the hemoglobin. On down to mineral ionophore kind of transfer of membranes you're allowing that to get in the cell and so a calcium channel blocker natural calcium channel blocker uh, hypotensive you know kind of and that's the positive side if you have the hypertension this is magnesium helps dilate open things back up again and let things move freely so um, very powerful stuff uh, to heal the nervous system but also for sleep and and for cramps and pains and everything else. So this I always give in conjunction because this is like the skin's food. It's one of the number one things you can feed the skin. Vitamin D, too, uh, coming through, um, you know, there's oils and things like that. But in general, the vitamin D is going to come through food and the sun. But So that's how the sun produces that vitamin D through the skin. And uh, the magnesium is also through the skin. This is why we go bathing, and this is what the Greek and Roman bath culture was based on, their culture centered around magnesia so we're getting back to understanding why and how important this magnesium through the skin um, is such a key to being able to overcome deficiencies even if they didn't have as polluted of a soil or as acidic as of a soil as we do now they still knew that they had to set up all these um, you know bath spa culture roman greek all throughout europe they set these up i mean they're here too in california hot springs and. Um, you know, they're everywhere. So we we've just lost this tradition. So we bring it back for 25 bucks for a bottle for two months, three bucks a week, only in glass bottles. Don't get the fake stuff. All these other brands out there only get the hardest tradition. Yes, it's our brand. But then again, we're the only people doing certified Zex9 with the logo coming from the actual source in Vindam. In Holland, which most people are using the name Zechstein abusively, and they're just, it has no origin, no European origin. It's very easy to trace these movements because there's only one origin, so you can just call the engineers over there at Zechstein and they'll tell you. But a lot of people don't know that, they don't do that. So true Zechstein, which means it's a natural state magnesium, so it hasn't been refined or Uh, changed or a solvent extracted or anything else and so it's able to pull things out of the body with a much more sticky capacity it's not surrounded by other things the molecule one could say so this is the stuff you want and then we also do it in glass so there's no endocrine disruptors so it's win-win three bucks a week come check us out at theheartoftradition.com